The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 till 11. Now on Mitchell's Front Page, Trent talking tech. Good morning to you, Trent. How are you? Not too bad. Hope you're keeping well for a Tuesday. Yes, beautiful weather down here. Now, the um, Service Victoria app, tell us about that. And, uh, of course, this is also happening in New South Wales, but they've done an update. I don't know if this has happened in New South Wales, Mm. where you can integrate your certificate into the app to show that you've been vaccinated. I integrated mine, used it yesterday, used it again today, and seems to work very well. Yeah, it, it definitely has happened both in Victoria and New South Wales. Victoria has uh, got off to a head start and rolled it out a little bit quicker. I think New South Wales sort of began the initial discussions on it, but um, Victoria has made sure it's in the app already, ready to use, especially during the uh, trial period uh, in parts of Victoria. In New South Wales, it is a bit of a, a trial. It's not going fully live until the 15th, but at the moment that trial period includes uh, about 500 people around town Worth, Port Macquarie, Wagga Wagga and Lismore at the moment uh, to make sure it all works quite neatly. Uh, but both of these applications can basically talk to uh, MyGov's registers and bring in the certificate. There are some concerns around there uh, today about the um, you know validity and security of having uh, your certificate in the application there is some concerns that forgery could be um something that could come up over time given the way i guess they are um they're questionably uh running these in the application in terms of uh you know a a verification mark um some say that the verification marks that are in the applications at the moment are a bit simplified and could be copied or, or or forged in some way or another um, hopefully they see uh, some advantage to fixing this in future updates. Uh, anyone who's going online to see whether they can get this to work this morning might actually find that uh, Medicare is crawling along. Uh, so no, it isn't you if you're trying to add it at the moment. Um, in New South Wales, I found personally, uh, I have had to start with the basics and use the Medicare Express Plus app and be able to download it as an offline certificate. But um, this in itself is confusing for a few people. Um, the whole concept of downloading various applications mm. and also if people haven't registered for MyGov accounts, there's a few hoops to jump through generally to verify once you've created an account to verify a Medicare account. You have to have a few details including, um, you know, bank account information that you might have registered with Medicare originally and, and memories of sometimes the last transactions that you've, uh, you've put there as well. So uh, I am seeing, you know, some articles flow around. I know the Bendigo Advertiser did a story on it this morning about uh, how to link your vaccine certificate with the Victorian app. Um, and there are, of course, support lines. Um, government departments do have some uh, phone numbers you can reach out to and, and there's some details online as well. Uh, but, you know, if you have got a handy person in the family, uh, like you've found, <laughs> uh, you, you might be doing some of the, um, the linking of these applications just to simplify it as well. And even as, you know, pro user i found some some challenges to register some of the other family members so um be patient uh you know uh, make sure all that immunization history is up to date that's another challenge we found in our family some of the information wasn't fully pushed through to the government uh, and then hopefully it'll work out wonderfully for you once it is registered and, and, and active. Yeah, hopefully. I think they've got a, a hologram feature 
and I, mm, it must mm. be linked to the phone's accelerometer, but that seems to maybe do a reasonable job at stopping forgery. But yeah, I suppose everything can be forged eventually. Um, the other thing is, yeah. and you can comment on that, but uh, also Danny Pearson, the minister responsible down here, I was watching the mm. press conference live, and he said the Australian Immunisation Register, the computer's there, it's like a 90s mainframe computer, so to try and integrate that was actually quite technically challenging. Yeah, there's still some legacy systems operating in the government. Um, you know, there's contracts set to phase out some more of these systems, but it's a slow and gradual process. And as many corporates know, um, you know, they've got to get it uh, pretty well right to be able to change it over. So, you know, uh, I guess they're making the, the best of what they can out of um, out of everything that's operating at the moment. Um, Australia Post uh, trialling smartphones in the post office. And it is interesting that we talk about, um, you know, out-of-date systems. Uh, Australia Post, their main point of sale system is a 32-year-old Looks like it, uh, yeah. system. Uh, well, it actually is, uh, according to Australia Post. Um, they've been trialling in the Chadston store in Melbourne the idea of using smartphone technology. So basically they have uh, check-in and check-out Android mobile phone devices loaded with a bunch of applications uh, that the staff members can use across the day. And out of this trial that they've conducted uh, for a few months, they've managed to replace eight devices that they would typically use in their workday and suggest that a number of these employees in the Chadston store, uh, if given the ability to decide which way they want to go, uh, they actually want to stay using the Android phone systems. So, um, you know, an extended trial uh, is in the process at the moment, looking to roll out to some more stores to be able to share the idea of utilising uh, these uh, mobile phones as uh, replacement devices for many of the uh, tools that they're currently using in their workplace and a good step in moving forward to, um, you know, where things are in modern times. And the end of legacy copper phone services in New Zealand, potentially. Yeah, Vodafone New Zealand has flagged the month of April 2022 as the time where they're planning to scrap copper landlines. This will give customers the time to transition to uh, fibre technology, wireless, HFC, which is your cable-style networks, and uh, those areas that might be using a fibre-over-copper technology. Uh, it, it's certainly not a new idea. I think New Zealand has, uh, you know, a, a smaller country to deal with and they've had more time to uh, to work on expanding, uh, unlike how Australia has with their rollout with the NBN. And so, you know, instead of, I guess putting up with those uh, costs that they have involved in keeping voice services on copper technology. They're moving forward to scrap it completely and they've got plans abreast uh, to make it all happen. So uh, Australia might get a few uh, ideas from New Zealand on this rollout. Uh, I think we've still got some room to move with our replacement technologies before we completely say goodbye to copper in many areas. Well, Trent, thanks for being on the program. His website is techwrap.net. It's time for the 10 o'clock news. The Mitchell's Front Page Podcast is brought to you by Geelong Bank. Listen live on 94.7 The Pulse, Mondays and Tuesdays from 9 to 11. Or search for Mitchell's front page on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram or wherever you get your podcasts.